So we're going to talk today about the Friday Review. So the Friday Review is a, a simple yet powerful th three-step process to help you make the best use of your time. So it's essentially a ritual or a discipline to give you kind of a much greater sense of control and balance and encourage you to be more strategic in your work while also improving your well-being. We, Garen and I, use it extensively when we coach executives at all levels. And when people execute it consistently, we find it always improves performance. So it's about scheduling a dedicated time once a week to take stock of things. You know, as the name suggests, most people carry this out on a Friday, although you can tailor that to kind of what works for you. The aim is really to finish your week well and prepare for the next one. So you do it on the final day of your working week when it's all fresh in your mind and then that helps you start with a, a, a new week with a clear focus on what you need to do and where you need to focus so we've built the Friday review up over time and you know we've drawn a device from the research from our own personal experience and the, the, the experience we've got through working extensively with clients. Great so we do ask a lot of executives and, and senior executives do this and, and sometimes the, the initial challenge is so why should I put more time into it why should I add something else to my diary so well basically you know in, in life now everything is urgent and everything is important um, and it often feels like we're, we're losing control and always feeling like we're behind um, and the way in which we're working this kind of sort of urgent important is we become chemically addicted um, to the dopamine hit we get from solving crises um, and this is often the expense of focusing on the strategic. So many executives actually become sort of day traders, um, doing what they can to get through the day or the week or the latest crisis as well. So, but not only this, um, the stats from Microsoft are showing that meetings across the world are, are generally 10 minutes longer. And we're actually spending 148% more time in meetings each week. And that means that there's a desperate need to be more proactive about the meetings we attend and, and how we can actually focus our participation. Because the world is changing so fast, um, planning is actually becoming viewed as futile and, and sometimes onerous. So, so what is the antidote for this? Well, most executives, when you actually sit them down and you give them a space to think, they actually know what they need to do to improve things. So the Friday review is actually a blend of planning, yes, and preparation. So the Friday review actually gets you to stay connected to your kind of North Star and, and this basically encourages you to hold multiple time horizons in your mind at any time. So, you know, what do I need to do to deliver the essential things now? Because you have to deliver on the now. What are you need to delivering in the near term and the longer term to really deliver? And, and it's all about basically being proactive and you're not just surviving, you're moving your job forward, your team forward and your organization forward as well. Um, and the final sort of benefits from this is that it actually pays dividends on your well-being as well, because it allows you to close your working week off really cleanly. You can then relax a lot more over the weekend, knowing that everything is in hand. And it also enhances your creativity because things are scheduled in. So whatever you're doing at that particular time, you can be completely present because you know everything is planned in. Um, and you forget that everything actually lands in your diary in good time. And that actually reduces cognitive load and also the effects of rumination of things that you think you have to do as well. So we said that the Friday review was a three step process. We're going to get practical now and take you through each of those three steps. So the first one is doing a review of your previous week. So first up, you do a task review. So you identify what you actually got done, um, identify what you didn't get done and what needs to be carried over to next week. Then we encourage people to look at their longer term goals and objectives. So as a result of the last week, are you nearer or further away from achieving those? Um, you know, as Gary said, are you moving your job forward? Are you moving your team forward? Are you moving your organisation forward? And it's about checking you're not stuck in firefighting mode or, or stuck in things that are urgent but not important. And it's very easy to fall into that trap when there's so much going on. 
Next, we ask you to look at identify your lessons learned. So are there areas where you made progress that you didn't expect to, or you made more progress than anticipated? And why was that? Try and unpack, you know, what was what happened that, that helped you make that progress? Was it about the, the task, about the circumstances surrounding it, or about the, the mindset that you approached those particular tasks with? Um, what are the unexpected things that got in the way? Um, and can you plan those into your future kind of your next your next week or your next month so they're not you know unwelcome surprises in the future and then we also encourage people to look at what work didn't get done and why so when things don't get done um, it's really about the lack of time and especially when things are being rolled over week to week you know that same thing sits on your to-do list from week one to week two to week three um, Graham Olcott in Productivity Ninja has a really nice way of kind of helping people unpack that and he uses the mnemonic dust so you look at the item that didn't get done and say, you know, was it that it was too difficult? Was it it wasn't defined clearly? So was it undefined? Was it just scary? Um, so there's a kind of fear of failure or was it just tedious? So you didn't really want to do it anyway. So once you understand why something isn't getting done, you can work out the most um, effective strategy to help you tackle that and move it away from your off your to do list for the next week. Um, once you've looked at lessons learned, we encourage everybody to look at kind of do a well-being review. So that's, you know, getting work done and work done well is about balancing productivity and well-being so we encourage people to maybe score their well-being looking back at the week on a you know between a score of one to ten you know there's products there's an app called form score that's that's a really good tool for helping you do that and that helps you really build a picture over time about the habits and practices that can really support your own personal well-being and also help you identify the triggers and signs to look out for when your well-being is being adversely affected and then once you know that you can look at the practices that can support um you can put in place all the support you can seek to help you um, keep your well-being in a good in a good place and then the last part of stage one of the friday review is to look at your relationships so review your relationships which relationships are key to you achieving your goals um, or providing you the support that you need and then kind of assess how strong are they which relationships are the ones that you need you're going to need to focus on nurture more to um, help you achieve your short-term and long-term goals. Brilliant. So stage two is clearing and prioritizing your work. So the first step here is just a good old fashioned brain dump, but with a bit of structure. Um, there's a really nice quote from David Allen, who's like the, one of the sort of the founding fathers of the personal optimization movement. And he says, your head is for having ideas, not holding them. Um, dumping everything out into a list can have a significant effect. So the first thing you're going to do is basically capture and collect all the things that are going on in your head. So the conversations, the meetings that are on your mind, um, any emails you need to send, ideas, um, things that are niggling in your head. And then the next thing you do is you review your previous calendar over the last two to three weeks and look for outstanding items, you know, things that just might fall between the cracks and then just catch you out. From there, you just add any meetings that you need to. Um, that came out of step one that Danny talked about. And then review your upcoming calendar. So what do you need to actually prepare for? What can actually sort of really hone some thinking there as well? The other thing you need to do is identify your dependencies list. So these are outstanding tasks or items that you need from other people and make a note about how you're going to follow them up. So what we then ask you to do is to look to the long term. So remember, we're looking at moving out the important urgent area and moving out of crisis mode. So we're moving into prevention. So think about your big projects, the long term initiatives, particularly ones that are going to help you be proactive and focus on prevention or capacity building um, and decide if you can schedule time in for them in the next week or so. So now you've got your list. It's time to prioritize it. 
So prioritization, when we're, we're not prescriptive, you know, um, it's really important that you find a way that works for you. So what we just generally want to do is make sure that your week is built of a healthy balance of tasks that are balancing the sh short, medium and long term. So you can prioritize your list using things like the Eisenhower matrix, the Pareto principle to be sort of ruthless in your prioritization, you know, the 80-20 rule. Yeah. So the next thing to do is then to actually schedule you them in once you've actually sort of put your list together. Again, there's a whole range of things you can use to apply. Um, the one thing we'd say is when you do actually schedule things into your list is just be aware of bias. Um, we are prone to biases that have huge impact on our planning ability. And this, you know, something that's endemic in organizations, our ability to actually estimate time well. So be aware of the planning fallacy. So we often underestimate how long things will take. Um, we often have overconfidence bias. So we underestimate the challenge that's required to actually fulfill a task. And also the sunk cost fallacy. We may have projects or initiatives that we're working on, um, which really the kindest thing is to kill it. We've spent so much time on it, we can't not do, keep doing it. And then the final thing is the novelty process. So we often are prone to being uh, drawn to shiny new tasks or exciting new things when really we just need to focus on getting the basics right and then we can move on. And also think about your natural rhythm. You can think about when you do tasks at their best. So one rule is uh, that people use is like the one, three, five rule. So every day you do one big task, three medium tasks, five small tasks as well. Danny, you do things like the train uh, tasks, don't you? Yeah, pre-COVID I used to travel, I spend a lot of times traveling on trains. Um, so I always had a kind of to-do list for train train work think you know tasks that I could plow through quickly on a busy train um, that was suited to you know didn't require a lot of detailed thinking but just tasks needed to get done yeah and we're often prone to procrastinating as well so you know if you've got some uh, number one category tasks the big ones eat your frog um, just to get them done first thing in the day as well um, and on an ongoing basis use your Friday review to keep reflecting on what works for you in the future you know those Friday reviews are a really critical way to keep honing your methodology so then we're on to the last step of our Friday review process and, and you know that's about preparing for the week ahead so once you've got your prioritized um, list of tasks and meetings it's about getting on the front foot so the first element of this is about meeting preparation. So if you've got meetings coming up, make sure you send agendas out in advance. Everybody who's coming along can make their best contribution and have time to think about it. You know, or if you're a, if, if you've been invited to meetings, make sure you request agendas if they've not been sent through. So you're really clear on the purpose of the meeting and what you need to do to prepare um, your best for that meeting. If it's a significant meeting, then make sure you book time into your schedule to really think through your approach. So you're not just walking through the door or joining the Zoom call with two minutes to go before you even give it any thought. And if you've got a high stakes meeting coming up, do you need to do, have any pre-meetings with your key stakeholders, with other people coming along to that meeting, to the, to the groundwork before you actually go into the meeting? And if you do have a high stakes meeting, then you might need to make time for a debrief afterwards with either your team or, or key colleagues to kind of work through how that meeting's gone you know, how it landed and what you need to do next. The other element of preparing for the week is, is supporting your team. So think about what, do, what are your team likely to need from you over the coming week based on what they've got going on for them. How can you involve them in the work that you're doing and the, the kind of projects and meetings that are coming up? Really look for opportunities to develop them, you know, set the preparation tasks, involve them in helping prepare for meetings. And then we have what we call the advanced Friday review. So it's kind of the next level up. Um, and that's about scheduling and strategic thinking time. So you might do this separately to the actual Friday review itself. 
you know, George Shultz, who was um, Secretary of State in the US under Reagan, used to have his Shultz hour. Um, he set aside one hour a week to do strategic thinking. And the only two people allowed to inter inter interrupt him were his wife or, or the president. And that was very much about taking himself away from the tactical day-to-day -day stuff and, and giving time to think about the big strategic questions. So if people are going to do that, we recommend they block out time in the diaries for that strategic thinking time and have a couple of questions that they want to consider in that time so they've got a chance before they actually sit down to kind of start mulling them over um, in between everything else that's going on brilliant so the important thing is the final we're going to look at is making it stick um, so people often report huge improvements when they start doing this but then life happens and they start to slip back into old behaviors so just here are some tactics to give yourself the best chance. Obviously, we encourage you to take your reading further. Um, so a really good one is habit stacking. Um, this comes from James Clear, Atomic Habits. So, you know, obviously plan it in your diary. But habit stacking is basically stacking this on top of another habit that you just do habitually anyway. So, you know, if you always take lunch at a certain time, then plan this to be straight after your lunch. But the preparation actually begins before you go on lunch. So before you go on lunch, actually design your environment so you're really likely to do it. So turn off your notifications. Um, if you use like a bullet journal, um, put that out, um, put your pen out, uh, be really clear, have all the information that you need to actually do the task and nothing else. So the cues when you come back are really obvious and visible and you just seamlessly go from lunch straight into the Friday review. Um, the next thing is never miss more than two weeks in a row. You know, there's always a really good excuse not to do it. But that's why this is a discipline. Um, you know, you don't notice straight away that you're not you're not getting the benefits from it, but you do notice in 90 to 100 days time. Um, another thing you can do is actually have an accountability partner. So this could be your fellow team. It's really powerful when a team do a Friday review together. Really powerful. Um, but if you don't have that luxury, then just get a colleague or, or a friend or whatever. And they actually do it. And you can either get them to send you a reminder before you can actually do it during or even do a show and tell afterwards. And also set reminders, you know, get that notification that it's coming up in your day. And then also, you know, make sure you're not disturbed. Um, you know, you're in a place where you're just not going to get people coming to your desk or whatever um, that's going to disturb you. Um, and then finally, be realistic in terms of how long it's going to take you. So we would always say the first one takes longer because you're using you're doing a new skill. It takes time to build the muscle of doing this. Um, so give yourself 90 minutes minimum for the first one. It will take less time the more you do it and you get better at it. But also as you get more on top of the work, it takes less time to prepare for it and actually do the process. Right. Thank you, Garen. So that's the Friday review. So those those three key steps are reviewing how the previous week went. So look at tasks and lessons learned. Clear and prioritise your work. So do that brain dump. Look at your priorities and schedule them in and then the third one's about preparing for the week ahead so make sure you prepare for meetings look at how you're going to support your team and think about doing that advanced friday review the strategic review